0: Welcome to the Building Digital Community Podcast. My name is Chirag Shah, and I'm a first-year MBA student at the DeGroote School of Business at McMaster University, and I'll be your host throughout this journey. In a world where we can't meet face-to-face, building a sense of community can be a challenge, especially when you're starting a new job, or in my case, an MBA program, and can't meet your peers in person building digital community is an interview style podcast where each week i'll talk to one of my new peers and learn a bit more about their story with the goal of building genuine relationships and building a stronger community in a world where we're all going digital on this episode of the podcast we're welcoming Seamus Mulroy Seamus recently graduated from the university of guelph where he studied arts and science specializing in biotechnology and economics Seamus hopes to continue to develop his interest in business while joining the MBA co-op program at the group. He wants to use his co-ops to explore different types of industries, but is most keen on securing a role in finance or consulting. Outside of school, you can find Seamus spending as much time as possible out on the Southern Georgian Bay, either fishing or boating. We're happy to have Seamus on the podcast, and let's get going. Hey, Seamus, how's it going? Great. How's it going with you? Good, man. It's been, uh, it's the post Thanksgiving week. So, like, we we got, there's a lot to do for sure. And things are about to pick up. So, starting to feel that. But, you know, overall, things are good.
1: Yeah. The good old turkey and ham hangover for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Do you have, you know, we're just coming off of Thanksgiving, but do you have like a favorite Thanksgiving food? I
1: think it's got to be ham, ham and mustard. I know uh, that's something we have usually around Christmas time too. But, My family usually gets the Costco ham and that's always something to look forward to. Nice.
0: That's awesome. So there's this, uh, there's this restaurant in Whitby that, um, I love, uh, it's called Butchie's. It's like this barbecue spot and they have this, I don't know. I'm assuming it's just like this last couple of weeks, but they have a pumpkin pie milkshake that I just like, I gotta, I gotta try it out. Um, are you a pumpkin pie guy or an apple pie guy?
1: You know what, I would probably have to go with the, uh, the apple pie in that situation. Okay. Although, uh, both of my sisters, I think could eat pumpkin flavored everything for every meal. So I'm definitely exposed. To that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm with you on the apple pie. I think I apple pie and ice cream and vanilla ice cream, like it's a classic combo and you can't go wrong with that. Absolutely. Yeah. So Seamus, they just heard a little bit about your bio, but to kick things off, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Tell us a bit more about your story.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I did my undergrad at the University of Guelph and uh, I, I was in their arts and science program there where I got to study biotech and uh, economics. I also did a certificate in business and that's kind of where my interest in business was, uh, was born. And so the next logical step for me was to try and uh, do something uh, a little bit more academic oriented, maybe like an MBA. The MBA at DeGroot was great uh, because of the co-op portion. I'm, I'm in mm-hmm. the co-op stream. So uh, it just made sense to pursue that. Um, and then outside of school, I'm I'm definitely a big outdoorsman. I try and spend as much time outside as possible. I love fishing, boating, uh, hiking, that kind of stuff. Uh, So that's just a little bit about me.
0: Nice. That's awesome. So biotech and economics, that's quite an interesting combo. And I did a a similar kind of thing at Waterloo. I did science and business or like majored in biology and business. So when people, when you tell people that, oh, I had like a, a biotech an econ degree what what's the usual reaction you get because for yeah. me it's it's a lot of confusions like how did those two things go together
1: yeah i know it's it's the exact same i think people look at me a little bit sideways and they think like why would you do that And it, i mean it is it is unique but at the same time i feel like it was a great way to kind of challenge yourself to see mm-hmm. the differences but also see like some of the uh the areas they did overlap and obviously there wasn't many or there weren't many areas where they did overlap but every now and then when they did, it was always kind of a cool thing to see.
0: Yeah, for sure. Now, did your, did your, when you started in that program, did you have an idea of kind of what you wanted to do post program and did that change throughout? So it was
1: definitely totally fluid. That was the kind of great thing about the program. When I started, um, you go in in your first year, you, you, you have a pretty set schedule, but past that it's pretty much just, you know, you, you have full autonomy. Yeah. And so it was great because you got to explore. But what I kind of found is once I graduated and knew that I was gravitating towards the, you know, the, the business field, I felt like I was a little bit a step behind because I, I hadn't mm-hmm. specialized. And so, again, that's kind of where the MBA made a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I know for me, at least, like I chose, well, when I was in high school, I, I definitely wanted to go the med school route, which I think uh, many aspiring science students want to do but I, I decided to go with science and business. I'm like, if, if the med school thing doesn't work out, at least I got some business background, Absolutely. Um, but all I did a co-op program for my undergrad, but everything, all my co-ops were more business related. And I, I think it was after my first year calculus course. I'm like, yeah, maybe, maybe med school <laughs> isn't a realistic <laughs> goal for me anymore. So uh, pivoted quickly towards uh, the business route. And well, here we are now. So yeah, exactly. So we're we're kind of really getting started with this whole MBA process. Um, we're about I'd say like two months into it or so. Um, what has been the biggest kind of adjustment for you starting this whole MBA? Um, and what's something that you're really looking forward to throughout this journey? Yeah, for
1: sure. I mean, uh, the adjustment process has definitely been uh, unique, obviously, given the circumstance. We're all mm-hmm. we're all doing school from home and there's always going to be a part of me that is never going to be hundred percent used to that. I think that I definitely miss, you know, walking from class to class, taking the campus and grabbing a yeah. coffee with a friend. Um, but in terms of what I'm most excited for, I think it's just continuing to meet people. Um, I, I think I've met most people uh, in our, um, our, most of our peers, but the tough thing is like, I feel like a lot of the interactions have still been pretty surface level. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm just really looking forward to meeting more people and getting to, getting to hear about their stories and their backgrounds, because I think that's like one of the best parts about an MBA. You know, people come from different industries, different countries, and they have totally unique backgrounds. So Mm -hmm. it's just really cool to chat with people.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think that's so much of the value with an MBA program is just learning from the people around you. Like you said, it's such a diverse group, different industries, different countries people are from, like there's there's so many different ways you can break it down, but just learning from those people is, is huge.
1: For sure. For sure.
0: Um, awesome. So what are, what are some of your goals, I guess, post MBA, we, we heard a little bit about your intro. You, you want to try and try different things out as far as co-op goes. Um, but talk to you about like, what are some of the things, where do you hope you, you are after this?
1: Yeah. So I, I, again, uh, one of the reasons I kind of went the co-op route is because I feel like it's a great opportunity for me to get my feet wet in a couple of different uh, arenas. And so I'm a little bit more interested in finance, but I would also love to do consulting. I love the problem solving aspect of uh, of a role like that, but it's tough to say at this point, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to, I don't want to cop out and say, I don't know, but honestly, it's, it's going to be one of those things where I'm going to have to really uh, pick and choose some roles and then build off of those experiences to really understand if I want to continue in finance for example or if I want to continue in consulting mm-hmm. so I'm really looking forward to leveraging those experiences to to give you a little bit more of an educated uh, answer in a couple yeah. of years but uh, right now it's just about finding a couple things I like I guess
0: for sure I think that's a great thing about co-op is you just get to you get to try stuff out like uh, on one of the previous podcasts someone someone said that you know this MBA this next two years this is like your playground like this is a safe space right, to just right. try out different things that you might like um, cause after this, like there's no other really point in your life where you get to just try out a, a good job for maybe four months, see if you like it. If you don't like it, cool. I'm going back to school. Um, so exactly. it's, a, it's an awesome opportunity.
1: Yeah, it's a good time. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, a little bit nervous, especially with the, uh, you know, the, the context of COVID and everything like mm-hmm. that. But at the same time, I look at it from, you know, a high level and look at the fact that I'm going to be able to try th- three to- potentially totally different jobs. And that's yeah. just, uh, it's an exciting thought.
0: Yeah. And uh, maybe we'll have to have you back on the podcast in like a year or two and see, exactly. see what you decided on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it could be a totally different story. Who knows? <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure. We'll do. Well, I, I feel like this podcast could be a nice little yearbook at the end of it. And just exactly. like, where, where did these people come from? Like, you know, first month in the MBA up till now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Pencil me in, in two years. All right. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Um, so you mentioned finance and consulting are two of two of the areas that you're interested in right now. Um Talk to me a bit more about like, what is it about those, those two fields that get you excited?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think uh, I can definitely speak to consulting specifically just because I've always, um, I've always been somebody who I think is, uh, is drawn towards problems and trying to solve them. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think problem solving skills are something that you'll, you'll be able to leverage for your entire career and even outside of, of school. Right. Um, So I think that was one aspect of just that role that I found really appealing. And um, in terms of finance, I think that the, you know, the high pace nature of some of the roles is really attractive to me as well. And just constantly kind of being pushed to be better and, and have a really fundamental understanding in the field is something that's appealing. And also working uh, on an investment platform, investing Mm -hmm. other people's money and trying to Mm -hmm. provide value on the behalf of, you know, say a pensioner or something like that. I think that's um, uh, a really noble role. And I think it's something that, in in a sense, I don't want to say it gives back to society, but I think it definitely adds
0: value. Yeah, for sure. So the things I really picked up on there is like the customer focus and adding adding value for uh, for customers, um, and really that desire to I think make an impact. I think it's huge the problem solving ability um, and that fast paced environment. Those seems like the the core things that you're looking for, and I think that those yeah. are three things that you know there's there's Uh, I think lots of different industries where you can get those things. Um, So yeah, I think co-op is going to be perfect and just a a way to try out those things for you. Exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like you said, Um, it'll be interesting. These next three co-ops here.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure, man. No, I'm excited. Well, uh, we'll, we'll definitely, well, I'm sure we'll be chatting a lot over the next two years, but um, I think like this is just such a cool opportunity to just try out new things, reflect back on it too it's uh, it's really going to be an awesome experience. Absolutely. For sure. Um, So I want to pivot to kind of the topic of leadership now. And um, I think that, you know, there's so many great leaders that we often have in our lives. And I think that sometimes when we think about leadership, we think about, you know, the, the big CEOs, the Steve jobs, the, the Bill Gates of the world. But a lot of times we uh, we, we don't think about like the, the everyday leaders that we kind of have in our lives so is there, is there a leader that you've come in contact with or, you know, that you've crossed paths with over your life so far that you found to be really influential? Someone that, you know, had a, had a big impact on you and how uh, uh, had a big impact on you and your own leadership style.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't want to be too cliche, but I think it's, it's, it's tough to ignore the fact that, you know, I, I definitely look up to my parents a lot mm-hmm. and I think they've certainly influenced my leadership style and, one thing they've always taught me is to kind of try and raise people up around me and just try and make, uh, you know, the community. And if you're working on a team or uh, on a project, just trying to make everybody uh, better in a sense. And so, uh, you know, I I really think about them when uh, you talk about uh, leadership and then to build off that, I think one thing that my dad has also always taught me is, um, you know, when you started a new company or something like that, you should always really strive, strive to treat everybody the exact same, right? It doesn't matter if it's the intern's first day or, you know, you're, you're at year five and you're a senior associate or something like that. If you just give everybody an equal amount of respect and, mm-hmm. um, you know, belief, then you'll be in a pretty good place in your career. And I think your colleagues and peers will recognize
0: that. Yeah, definitely. I got to ask, what was your, uh, what was your LSI? Were you uh, a blue, red or green?
1: Oh, so if I can remember correctly, I think I was a green. I, I I remember getting the results back and I think it was like I was super dependent. I was kind of thinking, oh, my God, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know how to feel uh, about this. But, uh, yeah, so I, I think uh, there were a couple aspects where I was like, yeah, you know, that makes sense. And then mm-hmm. the, other, the other side of me was kind of thinking, you know what, like I understand the value of this. But at the same time, I feel like my leadership skills kind of they." they're a little bit fluid, right? It depends mm-hmm. on the situation. If you're, in For sure. you're super comfortable, then you might take a little bit more charge, but if you're not, then foot off the gas kind of thing.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think one of the things that, you know, stood out when you were talking about kind of leadership is that um, you really got to bring around, bring up the people around you. I think when I think about leadership, like, I think you got to know the things that you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest uh, things that I've learned about leadership and, when i think about the leader i want to be i i think i can only be successful as a leader by helping the people around me be successful um because a lot of times you're when you're a manager you're no longer like an individual contributor um your your success depends on supporting the people on your team to succeed um so i think i think that's huge and yeah it seems like it's something you definitely learn from the family yeah for sure and you know just to
1: build off your your point of teams there i think We've all had the experience of maybe working on a team that is not very functional. And at times mm-hmm. you're just thinking during the project, Oh geez, I could do this by myself and it would probably produce a little bit of a higher quality work product and you would get it done quicker. But I've also had the experience where I work on a team that's super functional. And you just think at the end of the day, I wouldn't have been able to do any of this if it weren't for the people around me. Mm-hmm. Those moments specifically, I think are what really, have cemented in my mind how valuable teamwork and being a collaborator and just a leader on a team, uh, how valuable it really is. Right.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, just building off of that, what, like as far as teamwork goes, what do you think are some of the the qualities that make a successful team?
1: Yeah, I think, um, having people who can communicate effectively is definitely Mm -hmm. a really important aspect. Like I think about, um, Uh, Teams in the past where people are are feeling things or thinking things and they're either afraid to say it because, uh, you know, they're worried about offending someone or somebody thinking that they have a bad idea. So just being able to go to your team and just be like, look, this is what I'm thinking about. Do you guys think it's a good idea? Um, And and being able to, to hash it out and discuss it as a group, I think communicating is just paramount, especially in a team environment.
0: For sure. And that, that really, I think that sense of inclusivity as well, where like everyone feels like their their value or their opinions are, are valued and you're not afraid to, to speak up your mind or, or challenge someone or as long as it's obviously in a, in a respectful way. Right. Um, that's, that's huge as well. Um, but yeah, just not being afraid to speak your mind, I think is huge. Yeah. Hey, a
1: healthy dose of skepticism, I think is always welcome when it comes to new ideas. I think, Yeah. You know, putting a little skepticism or putting your ideas through a little bit of skepticism only makes them better. If they're a solid idea in the end, anyhow,
0: for sure. Yeah. And hundred percent that it just makes the idea stronger. Exactly. I think bouncing it off of other people, getting the the insights from others. Um, it, it just goes back to that, like diversity of the team. You know, you might come in with an idea or like part of an idea and just by bouncing it off of other people and working on it together, it grows into this thing that you probably had no idea it could grow into uh, at the start. So that's a huge factor. Totally. Yeah. So is there, you, you mentioned kind of your, your, your family a little bit, uh, but is there like a, another piece of advice that you've gotten so far in your career or your life that you found really valuable? Like one of those things that that's just really stuck with you.
1: Yeah. I think, um, one of the things I'm thinking about right now has to do with more about work ethic uh, in mm-hmm. particular. Um, you know, I used to be involved in a lot of, uh, sports teams growing up. And one thing I always noticed was that there would be a lot of people who are very skillful, whether it be like on a hockey team or something like that, mm-hmm. but they may not have had the work ethic. And, and in that case, um, you know, their, their skill would never fully develop, or maybe they wouldn't contribute to the team in a way that, uh, was totally beneficial. So just being able to hone in your, your skill set, but also recognizing that it's going to require work and you got to put the time in and for sure. is something that I think has always been, uh, articulated to me and something mm-hmm. that I've tried to, uh, to mirror my, you know, career or academics.
0: Yeah. for sure the talent can only get you so far. Exactly. It's that, it's that hard work and that, that grind that'll, that'll push you over the finish line. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, so we're in, we're about to head into the random wheel of questions, but before we do that, we're going to switch spots. I'm going to sit in the hot seat for a little while. And, uh, if you have any questions for me, now's the time.
1: Sure. So I was going to flip one of your questions back on you and just ask you why you chose to do your MBA. Yeah, definitely.
0: No, good question. Um, I think an MBA, it's something that I always wanted to do. Um, similar to you where, you know, I had kind of the science background, a bit of the business side. Um, but like I graduated with a BSC, so, um, I, I kind of wanted to have something on paper. Um, and yeah, the MBA made the most logical sense, just timing. I I was never really sure when the right time to do it was like, should I wait, work for a few years? Should I do it kind of closer to when I graduate? I just wasn't sure. And I was at the point where, you know, I was still growing pretty pretty well in my career uh with Microsoft at the time and um just because of COVID COVID things changed um and I I applied to my MBA really late (laughs) I applied I think I started the application process maybe in like May um so pretty late in in the year um and kind of did everything within a few weeks wrote the GMAT like within a month um and got that done and yeah, did everything relatively quickly. So it's, it's always something I wanted to do, but you know, with COVID opportunities seemed, it seemed perfect. And I think I wanted to, you know, invest in myself now, especially cause we are in this, in this COVID situation. And I think, you know, in two years on the flip side of this, we'll be super prepared to just take on, take on, uh, take on the world.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it, it is crazy. Just listening to your answer, how quickly things can change, you know, you can mm-hmm. have a a plan for 10 years and then there's one month in your life. And next thing you know, that plan is no more.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you always got to stay on your toes a little little bit, be able to, you know, be agile, be able to run with the punches um, and yeah, just be able to adapt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So a couple more questions here. Yeah, for sure.
1: So what's one thing that you miss most about being on campus?
0: Honestly, like it's a small thing, but I think just like studying with other people or like going to a coffee shop with other people. um, Honestly, anything where it's just interaction with other people. um, That's, that's the biggest thing. You know, you still, we still get a little bit of it with zoom, but it's uh, you know, it's, it's not the same and we're making the best out of the situation, but I think everyone's kind of looking forward to when we can get back in person. So Honestly, the small things where, you know, if I'm, I'm working on something and I have a question, I can just turn over to a friend next to me and say like, Hey, uh, and, and we can kind of tackle it together. So the small things like that, I think is what I'm missing most.
1: Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I'm, I'm definitely feeling that as well. Yeah. All right. So one more quick one here too. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: You know, we're in pretty well the middle of October here. And I think uh, in the spirit of Halloween, I just wanted to ask what you thought your best costume was growing up.
0: Okay, best costume. So I was never like a, a huge Halloween person growing up. Um, I think like part of it might have been like being in an, in an uh, Indian household, like a, yeah, <laughs> immigrant yeah. parents, like they 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 never wanted to, um, like Halloween wasn't a huge thing. Yeah. I would go trick-or-treating and things, but I, I usually had kind of the same costume <laughs> most right, years. Right. <laughs> um, so when when I was growing up, it was like the it was the scream like scream was a big thing wow. um so I, I dressed up as that i know for a few years but i'd say as i've gotten older i've probably gotten more into halloween just through work and school like people dress up but people dressed up a lot um so i'd say one of my my best costumes recently was probably uh, bugs bunny from space jam Um, so got the, the tune squad Bugs Bunny Jersey, like the bunny ears carried around a basketball with me, even bought, I went to value village and bought these like, uh, shorts that had like planets and like space themed and things like that. So I'd say that's, that's probably my, my best one to date. That's fantastic. You (laughs) Any and all of
1: my Halloween costumes. Yeah.
0: Do you, yeah. I was going to ask that back to you. Do you have like a Halloween costume that, that stands out?
1: Yes. It's, it's kind of funny that you said, you know, you were somebody who repeated costumes cause that mm-hmm. totally resonates with me. I think uh, I was uh, we had this banana costume in my house growing up and I think uh, I wore it maybe four or five years in a row just constantly. <laughs> so I don't know if that's the best costume, but it's definitely at least the most frequent for me.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. That's awesome um cool man well we're we're about to head into the random wheel so i've just gave it a spin and uh we'll see what pops out all righty all right i like this one if you could have dinner with any person uh, dead or alive who would you want to go to dinner with oh wow <laughs> so,
1: yeah this is a great question but definitely a difficult one but part of me wants to say uh jfk i think that uh It would just be crazy to have a conversation uh, with him just to hear about some of the stress that he had to endure, uh, Mm -hmm. during during his uh, presidency. And I think it would be really cool just to chat with him about
0: that. Um, that that's one person who comes to mind, I think. Awesome. Cool. I like it. It's a good answer. Um, Sweet, man. We're, we're getting close. We're at the end of the podcast now. Uh, but before we hop off, I want to give you the chance, you know, if people have questions, if they want to get in contact to you, uh, contact with you, how can they get in touch?
1: Sure. Yeah. So uh, all of my social media handles are pretty much just my first name and last name. I guess that's kind of the blessing of having a, <laughs> a fairly unique first name. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so if you want to find me on Instagram or Facebook, it's just my first name, my last name. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn as well too, so feel free to reach out to me on any platform. I'm happy to to have a chat with anyone and just get to know my uh, my peers a little bit better.
0: Awesome, that's great. Well, thanks, Seamus. I appreciate you joining the podcast. This is a lot of fun. Nice way to spend the evening.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I can't thank you enough for taking the time to to chat with me and, and have a, a bit of an amateur on the show.
0: Oh man, you did great. You did a great <laughs> job. You're a natural at this. Oh, that's um, so yeah, thanks again for joining. I had a good time and we'll we'll chat soon. Absolutely. We'll do thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you want to get in touch, you can find me on LinkedIn at Cheerug Chef, on Twitter at Cheerug 24 or follow our Instagram page at Building Digital Communities. I'll see you next time. Take care and stay safe.